0: Welcome to Two Slices, a simple podcast with a couple of guys. I'm Sean. And I'm Roger. And we're here to serve you up our thoughts on what we're reading, what we're thinking, and what we're up to. Let's see where we go from here. Thanks for joining us for The Slice.
1: All right, and welcome back to another episode of Two Slices. Sean, how are you, man? Doing good, doing good. Happy to be here. How you been, Roger? I am. Oh, I'm loving life right now, and, and I know we get a lot of flack for talking about sports. I know, but I just got to say, it is the greatest time to be a sports <laughs> fan right now because I'm a I'm a global sports fan. I love. You are. I love Formula One though. racing. So they race all over the world. Love it. I love Premiership and Six Nations rugby. And it's playing right now. Then I got college football and I got NFL. So, and baseball playoffs are about to start, you know. So I'm just loving life. Yeah. So I'll leave it there. There we go. I love, I just, it's great to be a sports fan. That's right. Right now.
0: It's our weekly touch in for sports. This
1: time of the year. Yeah. But yeah, this totally is, is not a sports podcast.
0: It's not. So, Sean. But- But we're just into it. So what this is. Yes, what is Two Slices? So what this is, is is, uh, Roger and I talking about things we're reading, what we're thinking, things that we're up to, as you guys probably heard in the the intro. And so sometimes that shifts and changes. Sometimes we're going to talk about uh, an event going on in the world or something that's impacting our lives. Um, But a lot of what this is, is Roger and I just kind of discussing things that we find are interesting. We hope you guys find it interesting, too.
1: Yep, absolutely. And so with that thinking in mind, what have you been reading? What have you been watching? What have you been thinking about? What what's kind of on your wheelhouse right now?
0: Yeah, so uh, reading-wise, still into some fiction stuff. I'll, I'll I'll share more about that when I'm further into the book. I don't even know if I like it yet, but it's okay, uh, pretty good. Um, we were discussing right before we started here and went on the air. Um, about what we're both watching, it sounds like, is the new Lord of the Rings series. So everyone, yes. you're, you're on alert. We might geek out and nerd out here for a few <laughs> moments, but all of our fellow nerds, welcome to the conversation. The, yes. the Lord of the Rings on Amazon series, the Rings of Power uh, series, is I think at four um, four episodes in. You haven't watched oh, the w- haven't most recent one. I haven't seen the latest one, Yeah, no. you haven't seen the latest. So by the time this comes out, you'll probably watch it. And uh, but yeah, we've been watching that, and that's been kind of fun for us too.
1: So I was really nervous about this show because I love the Lord, the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings films, right? And even though I wasn't the greatest fan of the Hobbit initially, I was really down on it, but. Actually, I must be getting old and soft because I rewatched them, and okay, they're Not okay. as bad as you thought. They're not as bad as I thought they yeah. were originally. Well, there is still way too much acrobatics that goes on for Lord of the Rings franchise, but it is what it is, right? So I was really apprehensive, and I know literally Amazon. I know the shocks people. They but they have invested a billion dollars. In this franchise. That is just
0: crazy.
1: Between the acquisition of
0: all the rights. To get the rights to make it.
1: And they spent $450 million on season one.
0: Like producing it?
1: Producing it. Wow. So you're getting literally every week that that 60 to 70 minute episode is a mini movie. And so I will say this: the quality has been off the hook, good. I mean, as good as any feature film you're going to see. There's, it is. there's no point the where you, there's no point where you look at it and you say, "Man, yeah, okay, it's a TV they show." Got, yeah,
0: they skimmed that part. Yeah, yeah, they
1: they have not cut any corners, and I'm very happy to say, it as far as the story and the acting and the commit committedness to the acting. 100% on board. It has, right. expedited my, right. it has exceeded my expectations, man. Okay,
0: cool to hear. Well, I, I'm I'm interested in the journey and see where we end up. Is it eight <laughs> episodes? Is that how many they're going to do? Eight or ten. There's Something only like about that. eight or
1: ten, yes. So I'm, I'm not really sure how many I, there's going to be.
0: I've always found this to be the case, whether it's this series or any series you watch. Usually it's like the first one to two episodes, so much happens. Right. And then it's like episodes three and four. It kind of lulls a little bit, starts to build up for like a big sort of season crescendo towards the right. second half and stuff so i'm really interested to see like where this narrative is sort of going as a fan of the series and things like that right um but the the special effects like it's pretty unbelievable yeah watching it you're just even if you're not a fan of the series or of tolkien or anything like that watching it there is a sense of like wow they this is kind of no no uh no 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 expense spared for this one
1: and whoever they got to play the young version of gladriel is just killing it she's just doing i just love her character i love her attitude i love the way she goes after it and you start to see you start to see okay this is her arc where she, what she will become however many hundreds of years later when we get to the Lord of the Rings series sure this is kind of her young kind to see those early yeah, characters those yeah. early characters and yeah. enjoying all of that I'm you know is there a time or two where it kind of borders on the hokiness but that's Lord of the Rings there's some hokey stuff in Lord of the Rings you know okay yeah and uh um but I can say this the actors are committed their their performances are really good And so far the story, I'm only three episodes in. You know, it could drive off the cliff in four. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've really been enjoying it so far. Well, we'll
0: definitely, we'll definitely probably touch base on it again by the time it ends, or maybe after it ends. And
1: and 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 not not to get real spiritual, but you know, I I just am who I am, right? (laughs) So not to get too spiritual here, but there's always these themes in Tolkien's writings about. The deceptiveness of darkness, mm. the deceptiveness of not being in the light, the deceptiveness of going under, um, how it creeps up upon you before you really know it. And that the answer is always the light, the truth of light and shining light on things. Mm. And there's and the, those same themes that are in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, the fellowship, the two towers, return of the king, th- those same themes are right here in this story. A again, lot of light you know? and darkness. Yeah, yeah the, the juxtaposition. The, 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 yeah, exactly. And so uh, really, really enjoying it a lot. If you're a nerd or you're like you, you like that kind of fantasy sci-fi stuff as well, you're probably already watching it.
0: Right. You but, probably yeah. have a lot more thoughts actually than we do about <laughs> it at this point. Exactly. <laughs> I've, heard, I've seen people that are like they're super opinionated about it, and I just like going for the ride for a while and I then do come too. to my sort of opinions later. But yeah,
1: I'm so far though I'm riding this wave and I'm
0: enjoying it. That's super cool. Yeah, it's been really fun to kind of watch something too that we, uh, we you know, we're, we're kind of looking forward to. It's you know it reminds me of maybe some of you out there um, experienced this growing up, Roger. You know, you're a little older than me, but you know, I was born in the early '80s. Um, and this was just something growing up, it was always like there was one night of the week that like a television show would be on, right? Yeah. We didn't have on-demand stuff. That wasn't no, a thing, right? No, it was totally different, and you're it's right. Really, and a couple of years ago, a couple of different like um, uh, television producers kind of began to go back to that model yeah. where instead of like a season being dumped all in one that you can just go and quote unquote like binge right right now it's sort of like this really fun thing again isn't of like, it we just look forward to it like I we look forward, forward our friends look forward to it yeah. like we're we like talking about it every now and then we'll like watch it with people yes and it's really cool yes. to be like friday comes out cool like i remember tgif like when i was a kid <laughs> you know and so so that that part of it's been really kind of i love it you know pretty pretty reminiscent of growing up and nostalgic to have like something you're looking forward to so maybe some you guys relate to that maybe you're like i a lot of people might hate it because right. they want to watch it all at once and right. i get that it's always fun but so it's, there are it's some nice things you
1: know like netflix's model has always been they dump the whole thing on you produce
0: at once. it and then give you all give this, you all, all that and so it
1: has created a culture of younger folks that just love that you know uh like my son zach he's as big a fan as there is but he really wants to wait until they all come out and he's going to watch the whole lord of the rings okay yeah, together yeah. you know yeah But I I like that, like, in the back of my mind, we're recording this on a Saturday afternoon. In the back of my mind, I know... I've got an episode to watch. I can't yeah. wait. When can I carve out an hour? That's right. What will I get to tonight? I know you when know. the next one's coming out. Yes.
0: So, like, so like for me, it's, like, it's a little bit of a reward for, a hard, for like, hard working during the week. I got this little thing I'm looking forward to, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's been really fun. Has, so. there,
1: has there been anything in the story or with the first three or four episodes that you or your wife really have enjoyed, have connected with?
0: I don't know. We haven't talked about it a ton. I think that we were just enjoying, like... I had no expectations like i didn't really even know what it was going to be about at all right and so it's been kind of fun just to come back into that world but um if i had to pick one thing i really like um the dwarf i, I, I really yes. like doran <laughs> so that's just me and guys we're, we're about you know we're about level seven eight nerdum right now so <laughs> if we if we dip into 10 we won't stay there so just hang with hang us hang with but, us but but doran we'll the, the dwarf the is, is like my favorite
1: yeah absolutely not. yeah, yeah. Right? Very cool so all right so anything else what, what have you been thinking about or what's been what's what's been happening in your life man what since last time?
0: you know probably nothing major rager um, but you know just talking with some people um, something that just kind of keeps coming up that um, man I, if I can just kind of be transparent sometimes you have to be really intentional to have optimism. Meaning, like, sometimes you got to be really intentional to have hope for a circumstance or situation. Right. And uh, we've just been seeing opportunities left and right just to kind of not partner with negativity at times. It'd be really easy to do. You know, it's like the saying, like, misery loves company. It's so easy. Does it make sense? Like It's so
1: easy it, to partner with negative things.
0: Yes, totally. And, and there's a time and place you don't deny hard things. but. I feel like sometimes when it's coming at you all at once or when people around us are just going through it all at once and that's all that's kind of coming out of them or it's wants to kind of come out of us. We we just felt like the I'll just say this in the last week to answer your question. It just felt like a like more of that than normal. Right. Of like just navigating those waters so that we don't um, kind of begin to partner with nothing but negativity. I was yeah, I was saying this before it's like it's like you can you can you can have someone can find bad news out of good news out of any good news someone could be like hey i just won 100 million dollars in the lottery and someone would be like well you know you got to pay 40 million 50 million in taxes right so oh okay well then i guess i got 50 million <laughs> well you know you know you got you got to really be careful about how you're diversifying and, and it's just like some you can get bad news out of any situation out of any
1: situation and
0: it's really easy to do that yep and so um, that's just something that man it, it's uh it's, uh, sometimes you don't notice it and sometimes you, you're you kind of going with the current of your life and it's just not a big deal. But then other times it feels like, oh man, like there's so much of that going on right. that I have to kind of watch my heart a little bit that oh, yeah. I don't partner yeah. with that. And at the same time, um, you know, begin to navigate that with people to help people see that they're, they're actually, we tend, you and I tend to be the opposite, Roger. There actually is good news and bad news. Right, not just bad news and good news. Yes, and and uh, anyway, so I mentioned yeah, him on the podcast. How, how do you I mentioned
1: that? him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Doctor Gary Smalley. Yeah, when we talked about the personality, the profiles. personality profiling, and yeah. his, his uh, something he said, a phrase he said, changed my life. And, I, and I'm not trying to steer us into personalities and, and relationship stuff, but he said conflict is the doorway to intimacy. Hmm. And he said, when you come to a conflict or a doorway, that's a door, it's in front of you, you. You, And he talked about couples. He said, you're either going to walk through that door and grow closer together, or you're going to step away from it and grow further apart. And so there's, hmm. a, so conflict in any kind of dimension is, is not inherently negative. It's not inherently negative because it could be the very pathway to bring you to a better place with yourself, you know, a better place at your Mm. job, a better place at school, a better place in a relationship with a family member. Sometimes, sometimes what we see as a wall is actually the riser to a tread, to a step Mm. in your life journey to bring you to a higher place. And it's upon closer examination. There might be a top to that wall. And if you pull yourself up, Oh, I'm actually that's just the riser to the tread of my life, you know. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not trying to get get rolled deep in philosophical either, but I do know that man, there's always stuff gonna come up. Anytime there's yeah. a new challenge, anytime there's something you add to your life, challenges are gonna occur.
0: Yeah, and and I think that like that's what uh over over time, you know, when when problems come up, right? I think a sign of immaturity in our character is that we lose sleep at night over every problem that, are, that arises. Does that make sense? Sure. I, I don't mean that judgmentally. It's like right. I can look back in my life and see how kind of little molehills became mountains in me internally. That you know wasn't able to handle um unforeseen interruptions to a plan whether it's a work thing a big project comes on your plate and now oh my yeah. gosh like or yeah. something goes wrong right or, or you know you get some quote unquote like bad news about your situation your project your work your family like, things like that oh yeah and and i the older i get the more i have began to draw boundaries in those spaces that, you have to that you have to that um i'll never forget this Uh, Ron Hitchcock, he was a uh, pastor of the vineyard for a long time. It's a local church here in Columbus. And, uh, he was the, uh, pastor of marriage and like relationship sort of thing That's really what he did. Yeah. Well, he told this story about how he gets calls from marriages that are in crisis. And, uh, you know, that's a real thing that you got to manage. You got to work through, man. That's as real as it gets. When your marriage is in crisis, it's as real as it gets. So he would constantly, if you can imagine, you're the landing place for every crisis marriage in a community. Basically, that all you get right are those sort of nightmare calls or those nine one one calls. Um, now he did other things, but you're the one who gets them, right? Exactly, and you got to be geared for that. And he is; he's you know real gifted guy. Him and his wife, and he told this story though that he started to learn. That the 911 calls that he would get from someone at 9:30 p.m. that would get his contact information and reach out and saying, "Hey, my wife and I have to meet with you tomorrow. We're we're just we're we're at a breaking point. We we have to meet with you tomorrow." You know what he would tell them? He he began to take all those meetings and then he started to learn something. Oh yeah. He actually began to tell them, "Man, I'm I want to I'm going to work with you." We're gonna we're gonna get through this. I can't wait to meet with you guys. We'll do whatever we can to help open up communication, begin to break those kind of those disconnection lines. And he's just like, we're gonna. I can't wait to meet with you, but it won't be tomorrow. And he's and people started to get mad at him. They're like, what do you yeah. mean? You're you're a pastor, or don't, don't you know that I'm? You know, you're making it worse now. And like, you know, you kind of get all this pushback. And when he said, he's like, yeah, he's like, listen, what took a long time for you to come into crisis. You're not going to get out of tomorrow. That's so, so good. I'm going to get you on my schedule. That's though. so good. We're going to get you on the schedule, and you're going to talk with my assistant, and she's going to schedule, or he's going to schedule. And they, he began to realize that that boundary was there, so that his life didn't yeah. lose sleep every night trying to meet the needs of every oh, so of every good. interruption of yes. every like thing yes. that kind of came in that wasn't in the plan. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. But it took. It's still. I'm learning. But it took me a really long time. To, uh, to be able to to recognize that, it, let's just say in the workplace, something goes awry. And, yeah, maybe you got to put a little more hours, right? But there's a difference between putting in more hours and giving it sort of 110% in that, right. that space. There's a difference between doing that versus being stressed out for your family when you go home now. Yeah. Being stressed out for your, your maybe it's your roommate, maybe it's your community.
1: Boundaries. And
0: creating are... that boundary. <sighs> yeah. Wow, what what a difference that makes yeah. over time. You, you when have you begin to, to do identify that.
1: that. It's a hard lesson to learn, because especially if you're an em- empathetic person, where you, where you you have a tendency to carry what other people carry, you can wear yourself out if you don't learn to set those boundaries. You can. And, you can, and and I think it's so smart what he did, because a lot of times in the heat of the situation, you can't. There's no effect, like like any person who works. Any person who works like in law enforcement or in, in psychology or any of those like things. A service related. Service related. Yeah. They know that you have to de escalate a situation before you can make any ground. Wow, if someone right. is raging, no communication. do yield to that thing. No, no communication will ever be effective if they're in a rage state or a mm. heightened state. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you have to have a little distance to say, let, every, let everybody come down a little bit and then let's begin to work through this, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's so smart of him to not, because if he partners with their heightened state yeah. and says, oh yeah, or or no, I'll meet with you guys tonight. That's this, that's never going to be really productive. Right. You know, now right. there are situations where you may need to go and meet with somebody immediately just to deescalate but then you can't really address the problem in that situation right you know god may you're use your heart rates down right and blood exactly. pressure down exactly because yeah.
0: your medulla is all filled yes. with juice and you can't think yeah. clearly
1: yeah and, and you know flipping the coin on that just a little bit for for people like me who it's real easy for me to overcommit and stress myself out and mm-hmm. overbook and overplan and somebody said to me a long time ago it's a whole lot easier to get involved in something than it is to get out of something okay and so what what they meant by that is you know you don't have to say yes and jump in at the very first opportunity Maybe you need to stop, Roger, and realize and think about it. Do I really have the bandwidth, the time, the effort?
0: Kind of what you said yes to already. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do I really have to to get involved in that? Yeah. Because guess what? Maybe if you wait, sometimes if you wait right up until something's about to start, how many people, you and I have both led projects through either church or work or different things where – somebody comes in right before something's about to start and jumps in and volunteers and does great. And, right. and, and they're a great asset to you. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. That happens, yeah. you know, but, but you know, if you, I'm the type of person that if I just had unlimited bandwidth would be about 23 and a half hours of the day would be committed seven days a week doing something. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm always, a, I, I'm always, I would just, Oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, I can do that. cause I can do that. But, Roger struggles to see the big picture, and it's only been the last few years where I've learned to say no a little more often and back off. and And even my wife's commented, she's like, "Oh, you're not going there, or oh, you're not doing that, or you're not." I mean, I st- I was uh, because you a, otherwise
0: normally would. I normally would. And she's like, "Oh, you're not." Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just need. I I used to. I sat on the profit of an. I sat on the board of a nonprofit. Loved it. Enjoyed it. It was a great ministry. But, you know, I knew I was heading this fall. I knew I was heading back to school. I knew that my kids were one of my kids were getting married. I knew that I just knew that I needed to to scale back in some areas. Right. And so I just stepped down off of that board, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a great thing that enabled them to get somebody on that board that was committed, had more time and could really pursue that and that be their passion. Yeah. You know, because as soon as it just becomes an obligation, you're not, you're not effective. You know, as soon as it becomes, as soon as it's just another task to complete, at least for me, then you're not going to get my best.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think that, um, you know, when we overextend ourselves, it's like just, it's like you're starting a garden in your backyard and you just plant things everywhere and now you don't have time to water it all. Right. Like you you can't meet, you can't go to every place in your yard versus- Well, you put it in the garden. Yeah, that's where you're saying yes. That's where things can grow. That's where you're saying, okay, I can't say yes to all things. I can say yes to some. <laughs> and what we do is we start to prioritize. Yes. Okay, this is a boundary marker. Boundaries not so much to keep something out. Boundaries to keep something with something inside growing. Yes.
1: Well, for me, let's just take the garden example, right? So, a more rational person. <laughs> If they were to start a garden, would be like, Yeah, I think I'll do maybe, you know, some, a couple of vegetables and a couple of, th- you know, maybe this, some tomatoes, some vegetables would be good. I started gardening and I want it to be like 30 feet by 70 feet. I want to have, <laughs> you know, that's my idea of starting a garden. Right. I'm going to have 14 different types of vegetables on there.
0: And all I just, organic. W-
1: all organic. And it's not going to be, and, I, and, any person who would do that needs to commit about seventy hours a week to making that garden work. Mm. That's where I'm. I have to learn. Okay, Roger, back off. You know, if you if you start a garden, get a couple buckets and put some tomato plants in them.
0: Yeah, and start there. Yeah. Well,
1: no, you know, I think
0: that's something that that um, that Rachel and I talk about a bit is, um, you know, we have limited resources, emotional resources, oh yeah, physical resources, yes. Um, mental resources like you can't just be you can't just learn 20 hours a day right we hit a point of saturation of what we can give and what we can kind of take what we can receive and i think that that goes a really long way in being able to kind of getting back to what we talked about before um being able to to give yourself some people, you just need grace to give yourself. Like you're not Superman, Wonder it's Woman. It's okay. It's okay. okay that you yes. can't make every event or say yes, yes to everything. Yes. It's really important that that we're fully engaged and um, present in what we've said yes to. Right. And so you and I, you and I really value family. I do. We, we Very really much. We really value so. family. Yeah. So family is going to get going to get our, uh, the, It has a large territory of our resources for yep. our yes. Yes. You know. Yeah. And. Um, I think that when it comes when it comes to kind of back to how do you you know handling adversity and those moments that you didn't see coming, it's realizing okay cool like here's a boundary that you know Pastor Hitchcock put in place, right. which is hey when that thing comes that that storm comes that 911 situation in your life comes that and we're just using kind of work as an example, I have to have a boundary so that I can continue to have life in those other areas of the garden. Yes. Those, those areas of family that I said yes to, of um, creativity, you know, having creative projects. You said yes to that. Serving, so important that we're serving somewhere way beyond just our own life. Yeah. Where are we serving? That's going to, we protect our yes and where we serve.
1: Absolutely. It's just
0: with every storm that comes doesn't mean that I have to be the life raft to go out and swim and, and help someone. Does that make sense? <laughs> It sounds mean, oh. but, but the truth is, it actually is what enables right. things to grow where right. we've already said yes to and committed. Yeah. And we love, you and I definitely share this, I think. We just really love being people of our word.
1: Absolutely. And there's nothing, yeah. And, and, I, and I love, I love serving, being a bridge, whatever I can do to help somebody else have success. So my passion in life is not having success. My passion in life is serving somebody else so that they have success. Yes. That's my heart. You know, I get, I get such a thrill when I can facilitate someone having a victory in an area of their life. Right. You know? Right. And, And so, but, but that type of passion, it's really easy for me. I could, I could be doing something seven nights a week. Yeah. Cause in my circle of friends and ministry and things that are going on, there's something somebody's always doing something good. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, there's always that tug to want to serve and do that. Yeah. And then what happens is, is I'm overcommitted and I'm, I'm wore out and I'm tired and I get grumpy and my family gets the brunt.
0: Kind of, they get the leftovers. They get the leftovers yeah. of that, yeah. you know, yeah. or
1: they get ro- short temper Roger or something, right. you know, they get right. Roger. That's just like snaps at them when they say something, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and it gives kind of some of us those inconveniences, um, how do you say this? Like it gives the bad news an opportunity to have its place in your priority. So what I mean by that is this, that was a mouthful, but what I mean is this, is, hey, if something happens, let's say, let's say one of your areas of yes, you know, Roger for you, let's just, let's just, we're just talking a lot today. Maybe you guys out there can relate. We're just talking sure. about sort of, um, our career, maybe work right. calling, yeah. right? Yeah. So that that's an area that you said yes to in your business that you have very entrepreneurial and, if that if there's a if there's something there that let's just say you're supposed to you're going to you're planning on working today you're going to be maybe on site in an office or something let's we'll say from right nine or 10 a.m to 3 p.m and then you have something else going on the rest sure. of the day right if something happens that causes that 3 p.m to be extended without interfering with things after right. it let's say um, something's going on there's a little fire boom i gotta be here till 4 well, if that is a priority, if that's one of your yeses, that makes that it gives that bad news an opportunity to have a place that's going to get solved now. Meaning I'm going to prioritize this. Why? Because I got to take a step back. Is this is this is this in an area that I've said yes to? And if it is, okay, cool. Then I, then this is worth it. It's worth me Exactly. trying to solve it. It's worth yes. me staying a, a little bit extra, yes. but it's not worth me sacrificing those other areas of life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, the or thing, just throwing a pity party because something bad happened. It's like, <laughs> dude, let's just, you know, that. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That is the thing that I get the most is when when there's pity parties oh, being thrown. It's like, guys, everyone just needs to understand. You can find bad news in any good news. Any
1: any situation.
0: Any situation. And
1: that's why it's so important, Sean, to to be selective and have boundaries about your time and and your resources that you have. God wants us to be prosperous and to be blessed and to and to be the best expression of ourselves. Yeah. But yeah. but to do that, the things you pick are going to have difficult challenges. Right. You know, right. It, for me, to, I work in the insurance industry for me to be successful in the insurance industry means I have to persevere. And sometimes I have to hear no all day on the phone. Right. If I, if I, but, but I have to persevere, mm-hmm. right. And I have to push through or sometimes I work and work and work and work and work. And somebody calls me back and they were like, Oh no, I just went with this other company or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, so you have disappointment all right. the time, you know, right. all the time. And so, but I know this is my profession. I know that I have carved out this time. Yes. And so when you get Roger from eight thirty to five Monday through Friday this is what I do, yeah. you know, and if I get to five and somebody calls, if somebody calls me at four and this happens twice a week, four fifty-five, yeah, and they're like, oh, I want a home and auto quote, blah, 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 you know, brand new customer. You know what? Okay. I, maybe I have to stay that night till five thirty. Yeah. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean I'm going to stay there till eight o'clock and have their quote finished for them. Sure. True. But I'm going to stay till 530. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to get their name, their information. Their I'm going to we, connect. Is an area of yes. Yeah, I'm going to I'm give them an area of yes, connect with them. Yeah, I had to work to 530. Yeah. You know? But I'm telling you if, you, if you guard the areas where God has placed you, he always redeems your time. Yeah. Always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know,
0: you mentioned this, Roger, and maybe we kind of close out this one with this, is what are what are ways that you have found to be helpful in de-escalation? So you mentioned like de-escalating a circumstance, a situation. That that's a really important part of us beginning to navigate through kind of the quote like the bad news moment of a day or of a week. What have you found that that helps you? Maybe it's dealing with with your clients, or maybe it's just right. dealing with you internally. What helps you to enter into a place of de-escalation?
1: So. That's a great question. And it's multifaceted. If I'm dealing with someone else. Yeah. Okay. And they are really escalated. It yeah. doesn't happen very often in my, let's just say my work profession. But there's times, you know, where I get a phone call and somebody is just very, very upset. steamed, Right? Yeah. If I rise to their, their level, mm-hmm. there ain't nothing productive going to happen in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You know? If I get defensive, nothing. Yeah. Two things: I have to keep myself calm, and I have to take ownership in areas where I have ownership. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I. But I. But you can. You can keep yourself at a. People say you can't control your emotions. You can't. You absolutely can control your emotions. I, I've seen. In my wife and I have been in the biggest fight. You will know, where you were, in our marriage, we'd be fighting and yelling at each other. And you pick up somebody call you, pick up the phone and immediately. Oh, hello, hi, how you doing? Blah blah. Instantly, you went right to calm person. Right, you ever see those those
0: uh, <laughs> those little memes on the internet about like, you know, you you arrive, let's say, um, at a birthday party or vacation. And you just see two uh, adults driving their van and they're like in their head, you have no idea how painful it was to get the kids in the car and get dry. Like they almost, the family almost destroyed itself and melted right. down when they arrived so, somewhere.
1: So happening. what I do is I deescalate. I speak in a way that says to that person, okay, uh, man, I, I hear what you're saying. You're yeah, really upset. That's I good. I, I hear what you're saying. I understand. We're going to find a path through this situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't promise them something I can't deliver, but I do tell them I'm going to walk with you and walk we're going to walk through this and we're going to see what we can do. I'll contact all the parties that be and we're going to figure out what happened, why it happened. I'm not and I tell them, I may not be able to fix this problem. So you're committing to the solution. But I'm committing to a to, I'm yeah. com- committing to a pathway to where this either doesn't happen again yeah. or we find a way to fix what's going on. That's great. Wow. But I don't ever promise that I can fix because yeah. there's a lot of times I just can't fix the problem. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah. I do promise to walk with them through the problem. You know.
0: You know, I had a uh, an, another friend of mine who's a he, he's actually a pastor out in the uh, Denver area, and uh, he uh, started his uh, church. And when he did a church plant, he was serving tables, so he was just you know a full time waiter right and i was also starting a church on sundays and and all this great story um but you know one of the things that, that i heard him share was uh you know anytime that you get defensive in relational conflict you immediately lose connection
1: <laughs> yes you do that's the, so the, good
0: the, the enemy of connection is defensiveness yeah even if someone is real is is wrong He's like He just he started talking about that because he was so passionate about building relationships. Right. And uh, that's one thing that I think is really, really helpful is anytime that I get defensive, I lose the connection. Yes, it, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's actually a me issue. Even yes. as wrong as the yes. person might be, yes. it's a me issue because that's now so I'm fighting to be right versus fighting for connection. Yeah. And um, one other area of de-escalation that I thought was really awesome is, you know, in the book of John – uh, teachers of law bring a woman who was caught in adultery to Jesus, and they yeah. th- they throw a really tough question in front of oh, Jesus, yeah. and they're like, you know, what what should you do about this? The law says that we should stone her,
1: and this escal that situation has escalated. It's escalated.
0: There's yes. a crowd. Uh, this poor woman who you know made a mistake is being just humiliated right in front of a group of yep. people, and she was in the wrong, right? Yeah. Let's just just stay with this right now. According to her religious. Co- Faith, being a Jewish woman, she yeah. was "quote unquote" in the wrong, right? Just yeah. wrong.
1: She should have been stoned to death,
0: according to the law. So they bring a really tough situation to Jesus. It's like you said, it is escalated. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what Jesus does? It says in John, so good. That he just kind of writes on the ground. He just he just stands there for a second. He doesn't respond. He he actually just begins what he begins to talk with God about the moment, and just begins to partner with what does it look like right now for the yeah. face of God to be revealed. In this situation,
1: yep. So the King James Bible says he stoops to the ground and begins to write. Mm-hmm. So he lowers himself physically, deescalating the situation in the atmosphere. Wow! He, he brings everybody down, uh-huh. right? He stoops down. He takes time. It takes time to find a stick and be, right. see, see. See, here's the thing: it's not as it's not as, as important what he writes as what he does when he's writing it. Mm. And so he he lowers himself de-escalating the situation he he looks around and he finds a stick and they're all wondering what's he the whole time they're wondering what he's doing he's bringing the whole situation down oh, wow. And so he writes you know writes in the, and they're kind of what's he doing? He could have just been scribbling I don't know what he what he wrote in the in the dirt mm. but he brought the whole situation down and then he when when the situation had, De-escalated, yeah. then he speaks right to their heart. You know, yeah. he he's, who any of you guys who has not made a mistake can go ahead and throw the first stone. That's
0: what he responded. Yeah, yeah, he is without sin. And go then ahead they and sw- then it
1: says that one by one. Yeah. they slowly walk away, and the woman's left there, and he just says, "Well, where are your accusers?" That's right. You know. Yeah, and she
0: what a picture of grace what it's a picture such a of picture
1: of grace she, she already knew she made him she knew she was she in the wrong it, yeah. she knew it and
0: interesting where's
1: the man how come they didn't bring him out
0: anyway <laughs> totally different conversation yes. but yes yeah
1: but i just love i love watching jesus beyond what he just says his body language the things he does speak volumes to us at times yeah in the way that he acts and stuff there's a reason it says wow. that he does certain things yeah. you know so that's a great that's a great amazing. point amazing yeah.
0: he he really is the master of relationship oh,
1: he sure is absolutely
0: so, yeah i think that i think that's something that that you know how how to de-escalate personally is trying just to to find what the presence of the lord in the moment for me personally yes not, not even for them just for me just so that i can help the de-escalation process and not partner with that very escalated thing around me.
1: And then for me personally, so two parts of the question, and I know we're getting long on our time, so we'll wrap this up. But for me personally, I have to step away from a situation. I have to remove yeah. myself from that situation. right? Whether it's just go out and, you know. Just breathe. Just go out and breathe, go out and give myself time to, to de-escalate. Because if I stay heightened, I'm not gonna make any rational decisions. And I don't always get answers, but it always helps me to remove myself, mm. to breathe. And, and I mean, I mean literally, not just symbolically, figuratively, just to breathe. Mm. So it's a, you know, do some deep breathing. You know, take a few minutes and do that. Um, that helps me tremendously. And a lot of times, if I have, if it seems like life is getting too big, there's, I'll just get in a car and I'll drive and pray. With no agenda, yeah. no destination. I don't know where I'm going to end up in the state of Ohio. Where I'm going, yeah. I'll just get on a road. And there's something about the act of being in a car and moving forward helps me to realize that even though kind of I, don't a, I don't see, yeah, yeah even, any, even though I don't see a pathway through this situation, the act of me moving forward does mm. something to me. Helps me de escalate. That's super cool.
0: Super cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, Sean, that's going to wrap it up. We got into a lot in these 39 minutes here. Yeah, uh, that
0: was really fun. I loved hearing your thoughts on that, man. Super cool.
1: And I love the subject matter. I love talking about these things. Hopefully something we said today helped you, blessed you. Um, we like to talk about fun things on Two Slices, but it is our slices of life, what we're into, what we're watching, what we're reading. But we also hopefully want to help you, inspire you in some way as well.
0: Yeah, so thanks for joining us today. Uh, For those of you who don't know, we have a Facebook account. We have Instagram. I don't even know what's on what. But uh, if you guys want to follow us, we usually post some uh, recent things on Facebook. Um, The best way to listen to us, of course, is through kind of whatever podcast feed that you you prefer. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I don't know what the Google thing is. Amazon. You can actually say, (laughs) I think it's is play two slices podcast on like alexa nice um but yeah follow us check us out We're, we would love to hear yep. more from you guys uh, what you're interested in hearing about uh and you know we love to interact with some of our listeners so thanks so much yeah. for joining us
1: absolutely that will wrap it up for this week we'll see you next time on another episode of two slices hey.